The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Two researchers from Harvard University, Susan Clancy and Richard McNally. And what did they study? They studied alien abductions. People who claim to have been whisked away by the aliens and taken to secret locations and had their sperms or eggs removed and then had sex with the aliens. It usually has this component of sexuality. And then being returned to their beds immediately and nice and pristine and no marks of having been touched by aliens. But these were gray people or green people or in the case that I spoke of earlier in the first segment, a Sif-like woman, a nice nymph, a wood nymph, a real sexy, slender woman or a young girl. I guess not too young, let's hope. But this guy had a dream about that. No, it wasn't a dream. Real aliens, thank you. So what happens if you confront one of these people, these people who believe in UFOs and ESP and astrology and auras and crystal therapy and tarot, tarot card reading or channeling? They all seek to have these... They all they, they they seek an explanation for what's going on, and they all claim to have these weird experiences, and that alien abduction is the absolute best explanation for what happened to them. They're convinced of it. Well, what if you confront them? Well, that's what Susan Clancy, from, um, who worked at Harvard University, she got her PhD there, studied. And she's written a book, Abducted, How People Come to Believe They Were Kidnapped by Aliens. Well, one woman who was interviewed, says, can you believe the nerve of that girl? Meaning Susan Clancy. She comes to me like, oh, I believe you've been abducted. Let me interview you to learn more. And then she says, oh, what really happened was that you were having sleep paralysis. Right. How the heck does she know? Did it happen to her? There was something in the room that night. I was spinning. I blacked out. It was terrifying. I wasn't sleeping. I was taken. I was violated, ripped apart, literally, figuratively, metaphorically, whatever you want to call it. Notice that, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Meaning, she's, the woman's lying. Does she know what that's like? Okay, from the Harvard Gazette. They say that these researchers have found that abductions are strikingly similar What's happening with them? People, they're similar in the sense that, you know, someone gray or someone green or a very sexy woman, if you're a healthier person, tends to kidnap you, take you away, have sex with you, take your sperm and eggs and then violate you and then return you back to your bed. So what's happening? You're, these people are waking up. Here's, here's the rational explanation. These people have what's called sleep paralysis. Now, is that really bad? Uh-uh. It's normal. It occurs to 25% of people worldwide. Only 5% of them have these vivid hallucinations of sensory hallucinations and auditory hallucinations and even all faculty hallucinations of, you know, hearing and seeing and feeling tingling things happening to their body and the rest. But these people, uh, they, so what happens with um, with sleep paralysis is that it's actually just what happens when you dream. When you dream, your body is paralyzed, and that makes sense. It's a very natural adaptation for your body to be paralyzed because if you're dreaming of killing your husband, your your, um, your husband's uh, mistress. <laughs> 
You may get up and do it. Or if you want to kill your husband and he's right there in bed with you because you're so angry that he had an affair in real life, then you may get up and do it. So it's really good that our bodies are paralyzed during this dream state. But sometimes... Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. So it's really good that our bodies are paralyzed during this dream state. But sometimes things can get out of sync. Sometimes you can still have that paralysis, but you start to go into the wake cycle of sleep. And this is in the Harvard Gazette. They say it's as normal as hiccups. Um, But you have a dream state. It's like dreaming with your eyes open, wide open. Your, Your eyes are open, but you're powerless. You can't speak. You can't talk. All your systems are turned off. You're paralyzed. But you experience these weird sensations. They're only weird because you can't, you don't know that it's only sleep paralysis. Now, if you're prone to irrationality, meaning if you like, like fancy explanations for things and want to feel special about, you know, that you were abducted by aliens, it's much, much, you know, it teases your friends a lot more and makes for much better conversations rather than saying, you know, I had, I had an experience of sleep paralysis the other night. Oh, yeah, tell me about it, yawn, yawn. But if you have a distaste for scientific explanations, which a lot of these people do, and they want to seek irrational explanations, well, then they, th- these people tend to be very prone. These people who claim to have been abducted by aliens, they claim to be very prone to fantasizing and to studying the abnormal, the, the UFOs and the ESB. So they've already populated their mind with a lot of weird imagery bogus imagery that they can conjure up in dreams. It's a big deal. doesn't surprise me. Ghosts, reincarnations, multiple personalities. They like these explanations. They don't care if they're right or wrong. Okay. What's their relationship to reality? They don't want the facts, ma'am. They just want their fantasies and leave them alone. Well, sorry to, sorry to inform them that it's just a product of their imagination and sleep paralysis is all that is going on all that is going on. So you can read more about that. You can uh, Google the Harvard Gazette on alien abduction and or Susan Clancy um, and find out more about that. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Dear Dr. Kenner, my name is Jill and I'm 17. Uh, my mother and I get into yelling matches daily. When she calls me on my cell phone, I get annoyed by the sound of her voice. She is a recluse. She doesn't have a job and she makes everyone else do her work. I have to make two to three trips to the grocery store each week because she says she forgot to put things on her list that she needs. I get so annoyed with her. Most of the time we argue. I don't want to do anything for her. I get an attitude when she calls, but then I go ahead and do it. How can I stop doing this? I feel like crap afterwards. How can I learn to channel my anger? Or how can I just stop getting angry? Jill, 
Your anger is not your problem. It is your solution. Don't appease this mother. I don't know why you feel you have to appeal to her. Maybe you want her love. Maybe you want a rational mom. But she isn't that. You need to face that. It's a very painful fact. And she is responsible for her own character, meaning you're not saying she's handicapped, she's paraplegic, she's got multiple sclerosis or some other situation. You're saying she's just a recluse, she's just a low life. Well, let her live in her low life. Notice your mom wants you to care more for her and about her needs in her life than she's willing to do for herself. I think she's envious of you. I think she's trying to pull you down. Stop trying to be the good daughter. Stop Stop owning into unearned guilt. You did not earn this guilt. I'm assuming that you're a really decent person. Don't let her use your goodness, your willingness to help out against you. Don't even get into screaming matches. Just say to your mom, Mom, this is the fourth time you've called me this week to pick things up. I know you've assumed it's my duty. I don't see it that way. I'm not going to argue with me and with you anymore. My hopes are that you'll value your life a whole lot more, enough to take care of yourself. And then we'll have a much better relationship. You know, as well as I do, that you can do a lot more for yourself. And I'm hoping you make this opportunity to make yourself more lovable. For more Dr. Kenner podcasts, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Your intuitive first reactions to a prospective romantic partner may get you into trouble if you let your initial gut response color everything else, overlooking characteristics that could cause serious problems down the road. Or you may ignore positive characteristics that could reverse an indifferent or an even somewhat negative first impression. Your initial emotional response, whether positive, negative, or indifferent, needs to be validated or invalidated consciously by gaining more knowledge. This takes time. Get to know a person gradually, in layers. Attentively observe how the person acts in different situations, especially, but not solely, how the person acts toward you. Ask questions and listen closely to what the person says. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.